This is the Striving Butterfly Podcast. Hey my butterflies, how's it going? It's literally been a few weeks since I've shared a pod and it feels like I'm kind of starting all over again. Still nervous, still anxious, still wondering, am I doing the right thing? Is this the right way to go about it? Hey ho, we're here, I'm on episode three (laughs) and I'm literally like, you got this, keep going. If this is your first episode, welcome, welcome, welcome. And if it's not, I've missed you guys. Thank you for all the feedback, all the love and everything. Um, It really kept me encouraged, even though it never came to an end. Um, Just to know the people that have been listening to this and sharing their own experiences and their thoughts have been really encouraging and empowering for me. So I wanted to just share with you the last couple of episodes and a few more to come will very much be um, me as a soloer on this podcast, um, sharing my journey, thoughts and experiences with you. But as I go forward, I will be inviting friends and those whose journey I am also very intrigued about and have similarities with to come on the couch, sofa, chair, whatever it is with me and to share their journey. I didn't want to rush bringing a guest on as I really wanted to set the scene and really understand where I'm going and what I'm doing with this podcast. Because as you know, it's all about transparency and authenticity. I don't want someone to be hesitant or forced to tell part of a version of events. I want them to feel that it's an open forum, but it's an open forum for you to be you. And to share the pieces that people do not know that will inspire and encourage someone to take that next step to push forward with um, the burdens that they've been carrying that have stopped them from moving forward. Now, I ain't no podcast expert, (laughs) Um, but I still want to be sure that with this episode and episodes going forward that I've conveyed the aim for this because I've sort of come straight in and then I've like, does anyone really get the reasons? I want you to feel like you're listening to your friend. I'm still learning and finding my way. So bear with me with this podcast. I ain't no podcast expert. But I want to make sure I convey my overall aim for this podcast. I want you to feel like you're listening to your friend and I want us to become friends. I want you to know that you can reach out and engage with me or comment on any of the posts, email, whatever way you see possible to get in touch with me. I'm not too far. I'm always quite close. However busy I may seem, I am reachable. The fear I still have is doing this podcast and feeling like I'm talking for the sake of talking and I'm not being impactful to the community of women and men who have a similar journey and story as me. I want to support those who's too nervous to own their flaws and unable to communicate with friends or family out of fear of being judged. I want to be intentional so you feel like you're sitting face to face with me. I want you to have a notebook and start journaling as it's going to open up your minds and it's going to really have you dig deep. And I don't want you to miss the opportunity on sketching out what you're thinking and feeling at that moment. I want you to listen and feel convicted in wanting to make a change and see yourself starting to apply change to your daily life. I want this podcast to be a part of your transformation journey. You're not just listening for the sake of listening. You know, you listen to this episode, but you might think, actually, I want to go back 
to an episode and just work through it a bit more to allow me to work through myself. Because you might listen today and think, this isn't for me. No. Or you might skip a couple of episodes because you've seen the title and the heading and think, oh, let me listen to this one. This is a bit more intriguing. You might even listen because someone's told you to have a listen or you've seen a snippet. But this is not for entertainment, but for personal development. (laughs) I'm Colleen, aka a hard face, as my mum refers to me. But there's so many like me. We may have different paths. We may look different. We may sound different. But when we speak, we have something in common. Our paths connect and collide some way or the other. You may be listening to me and you might think, whoa, she's bold, she's confident. But listening to me is also listening to you. You are in control of your destiny the same way I I'm in control of my destiny. So the fears that allowed me to put this off over and over and over are the same fears that you are having when you're not actually pushing yourself to make that step. I don't want you to live on your circumstances, but live and love on your future. If this is your first, in my first episode, I shared the loss of a child I had at 14 to 15 years of age. I became quite insecure and vulnerable. So I want to just take you back on that journey to allow you to know how I am and where I've got to the last the first episode was very much me opening up about me my I told you shared a bit about my friends and instances and then I went a bit into vulnerability because it's a huge part of my growth and development now I'm going to connect that back with my journey of where I went from a 15 year old who had a stillbirth to the lady I have grown to be now that still is insecure about elements of her life that happened when she was 14 and 15. How? How does that still impact a lady in her 40s? Well... After the loss of a child at 14 to 15, I became quite insecure and vulnerable. Going back to school after being shielded for a month. Every turn I took in a corridor, I always felt someone was talking or whispering about me. So no longer did I express anything outward everything every emotion every look every feeling was all being processed internally over the fear of being judged and not wanting anyone to see my vulnerability I didn't want anyone to see my pain and my hurt because I didn't fully deal with it. I just suppressed it. I compressed it. So if I haven't faced it, how am I going to allow someone else to face it and force it out of me? So instead of that, even to my school friends, I just internally processed all that I was going through 
and it wasn't just my friends, it was family as well. Like when I first started out at school, I was the original tomboy. <laughs> Imagine the original tomboy. I was the girl that was sparring with the mandem in my form, you know, to the point. <laughs> I was expelled for having a fight in year seven with a boy in my class. <laughs> You can kind of imagine the sort of child I was <laughs> if I'm play fighting with boys, laughing, buffooning around, having a good laugh giggle to someone who was at school for a couple of years, left for a month to then return back like everything was normal. I didn't want anyone to see my weakness and have pity on me because then it meant I weren't going to fit in. What I did do is I learned this amazing term. Amazing. And I still use it now, but I'm getting better. So rather than processing, rather than sharing my thoughts and my feelings, I was like, I'm fine. <laughs> Those famous words everyone uses to push someone off or, or away from the scent. When really you just want someone to throw their arms around you and have a good chin wag and ask you, come on, tell me what's really going on. Like no judgment, express how you really feel. <laughs> you know, those moments where you're like, Oh my gosh this 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 happened and I just need a moment for it to be all about me <laughs> so I'm fine laughing being tough and play fighting became my thing as a year went on I became much more adventurous and wanted to keep up with the crew I started dating boys and preferred those who weren't so local and close to home so I could keep it very hush hush. Again, didn't want to be judged, you know. The girl that had a teen pregnancy and now she's dating man. Going out of the area, hanging out in Brixton and Streatham meant a small a number of people knew my business. By the age of 17, my parents separated. And you know what? Shortly afterwards, I met and dated someone twice my age. So, going from the tomboy to the teen pregnancy to the dating to then actually getting into a relationship with someone twice my age, not missing the fact that my parent also separated. Now, you can start to see a chain of events of how I'm fine and hard face and vulnerability all became, and I don't, I'm not going to use this, but you'd, you'd get it if I say it like this, for myself, those key terms and phrases became like labels I attached to myself and they just became a thing. Because going out with someone twice your age and thinking it's okay, but also knowing it's not okay, there's definitely stuff that you haven't processed and worked through. At first, I frobbed it off. Going out with someone twice my age for a number of reasons, age, colour and just being so different. But I can't remember, I think it was the thrill of someone having a car and showing me so much attention that convinced me to let a call from the BT telephone box turn into someone picking me up and taking me out and giving me attention, giving me love given me safety as what how I felt at the time I ended up dating him for a few years and 
know, I had a abortion. It was this guy who I ended up having the abortion for because I just knew back then I still had so much I wanted to go for and go after that he had lived life. What would I be doing and thinking if I went down this route? Looking back now and revisiting, it's a really sensitive subject for me because I still have tons of love and respect. But I do know we were so different and we were not meant to be in a relationship and together. There were too many differences. Young, free-spirited Colleen is now dating a guy who runs his own business, has multiple children from different women, is divorced and literally is complete opposite to anything I would have prescribed and written down for myself. But I didn't home in on all of that as he created a life of security around me. The attention I wasn't receiving from previous boyfriends and my father, I now was getting two folds over and more. So I didn't see anything wrong and I didn't want for anything. Now you might think, rah, but I'm going to be clear. I wasn't trapped, wasn't by force, nothing like that. Everything I did was consented. So I'm not going to go down a route where I say things incorrectly and paint someone out as something that they weren't. The relationship definitely was inappropriate, but I did consent. I was a young girl who just didn't know then that I had insecurities and issues of missing my dad and not fully processing the loss of a child and relationships not working and failing, some due to myself because of the issues that I didn't confront. I just wanted someone to take me in their arms and look after me. The boys my age just wanted a cuddle and a feel up. And because I was so hard face and sexual, I won't even front. Boys assumed that was all I wanted because I didn't show them anything else. I was hard face. The term was I'm fine. I could move and switch. I was just not in touch with my emotions or feelings. So what could they have possibly been thinking? What was I putting out there? <laughs> Rethinking it all. And I chuckled to myself because there was actually one boyfriend I fell for. And I completely messed that up all the way up like let me share this with you because it's funny it's not funny and yeah um I can't remember how I think I was I must have been 16 maybe not I might have been 15 I was yeah I was 15 um, definitely 15. And then I go back and I think, you know what? I think I got some of my dates incorrect. My teen pregnancy was actually when I was around 13, not 14 or 15. It's when I was 13, you know, wow. I was so young. Yeah. So I correct teen pregnancy was 13 years old so 14 yep 14 15 started dating again it was definitely 14 um and I remember going to a shubbins 
And if you don't know what that is, it's like a house party in a nutshell. And I ended up kissing another boy. God. That's why it went downhill. Hurt people hurt people. And I definitely did that. At the time, I didn't realise he was going to kiss me and I was going to kiss him back. He was like the hottest guy in the place. And I wasn't looking at him like that. My guy at the time, he couldn't come. His mum wouldn't let him out or there was some family event. I can't remember. But when we was at this party, you know, the lights are dim and everyone's feeling on themselves. Everyone is paired up and coupled up. But again, my partner couldn't come. My boyfriend, I'm not going to call it partner. Like, get out of here, Colleen. My boyfriend at the time couldn't. So this guy was by himself. I was by myself. And I saw him look at me a couple of times. And as my friends were dancing with their fellas and boyfriends and links and pieces at, at the time. I can just remember this guy asking me if I want to dance. And I'm just like, no, I can't. I've got a boyfriend. Um... And then I remember my friends are like, go on, go on. It's only a dance. It's only a dance. Nothing's going to happen. Like, you're just standing here on your own. Take the dance and enjoy it. It's no, no feelings. So, yeah. The room was pitch black. And we was crubbing. Crubbing is dancing real close, real tight. Winding up yourself real slow. And then the slow drams hit. He moved in close and closer. And it weren't, we were dancing so slow and so still. And then I'm thinking, this really shouldn't continue. I've sort of pulled back. And then the thought went through my mind when I looked at my friends and I looked at the time with my little Casio watch and thought, boy, I'm already late. I've already missed the bus. I already know that I'm going to be grounded. Like, the odds are already against me. Enjoy your night and deal with everything tomorrow. That's what went through my mind. And then in a blink of a wink of an eye... There I was, still winding up myself in the pitch black room. Everyone was coupled off. No one to walk me to the bus stop. And then, hmm, Black Street and H-Town hit the speakers. And the wine was so sweet so sweet like candy I forgot that I needed someone to walk me to the station and I forgot that I needed to start walking or something because I've already missed trains buses and the whole load so it's only the night must and a bop for me but as I continued you know when you're dancing real close I could feel his face against mine And you know when someone slowly moves their face and you're like, Wagwan, what's going on here? Hello. I could feel that his face was sort of moving so that our cheeks are literally touching. So we've gone from me resting on the shoulder to... Apologies for interrupting this podcast episode, but I need to ask a favour. If you are loving this podcast so far, please hit that subscribe button right now. Don't delay. I want to see this podcast grow and become something I am proud of. Not only that, but I want it to be a game changer. Cheesy, but the only way I can grow and make new friends is if you subscribe, like, go and give it a rating, comment, and maybe share with your friends and family. Thank you so much. Now let's get back to it. All of a sudden, my head coming up and our cheeks clashing and meeting And then him moving his face, you know, that slow move 
black street just faintly paying and boom yeah our lips connected and I was like gosh his lips were smooth oh no we gotta stop I got a boyfriend oh boy what have I done so dance was over I left and by Sunday I was dumped I no longer had a boyfriend. He dumped me. Wouldn't speak to me. I tried. Went to his house. Even though I was grounded, you know. Can't even tell you how I done it. Um, went to his house and I was standing outside. And his mum told me that she doesn't want, he doesn't want to speak to you. You've broken his heart. And I was like, oh my gosh. But I was shady. I was so shady. So... I look and think of things now and I was like, damn, now I know why things happen because boy, certain things have backfired on you, Colleen. Um, but I was shady because I knew the other boy from the night when we locked lips lived on the opposite road to the guy that I was dating. So as I approached to take the bus home, I saw a couple of his friends because, you know, I knew where they hang out and I hanged out with them as well. Um, and we was having a banter about the other night. I said, I messed up. And he was like, oh, you know, my man's been asking about you. But, you know, because you're with my man, we were like, no, 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 no. Um, but then all of a sudden we were walking to my man's yard. And his friends must have got there before and said, oh, you know, Colleen's in the area like can you come out um he couldn't actually come out he lived in quite a strict household so I think we ended up um just standing outside his house for a little bit and talking and I don't know I, th I, I think we exchanged house numbers at the time you know he was so hot like I look back then and I think like he was real hot and the partner I had before that was hot too so you know fast forward a little and I'm now dating someone twice my age who I didn't actually admit I was dating and always classed him as a friend so if I'm honest I was embarrassed people would see me around him and I would act as if I was just hanging out. Even when questioned, I would roll my eyes and walk away or just shake my head as a signal to say I'm not. But after a few years, it became obvious and my feelings had fully grown. I was practically always around his house, became a stepmom to his son who I would pick up from school. I had keys to the house. We would go shopping in Sainsbury's. I even had a dog. Mail was being sent to the house. You know, had a car. So I was fully set up. You know, I used... My mum's house, like a hotel, in and out, in and out. And my mum kind of knew. Well, I knew she knew, but she was going through her own turmoil, her own pain, her own grief. So we never really sat down and spoke. And she did try to, but hard face... I'm fine, no, I'm not, were like my defence code words. That's all I'm saying, that's all you're getting. Um, doors close, like everything shut down. And honestly, anything she would have advised or said, I wouldn't have listened to. I became so defensive. And this defensive model has literally stayed with me relationship after relationship it's only 
in my late 30s and now that I have identified the patterns, the experiences that I live, the defensiveness has just become a layer on top of my skin. And it was very hard for you to get past and through that layer to actually get to me, my feelings, my thoughts. I say this to say that when you're in relationships and sometimes you're arguing and you're going back and forth and they don't work and you're trying to figure out why didn't it work and sometimes we blame the other person but I'm now so many years older and I've experienced so many different things and I'm in a new relationship that really challenges who I am and I've deliberately put myself in a position where I've said I'm just going to be vulnerable that all of these feelings, emotions, memories are starting to flood back and the broad back that I used to have and the thick layer of skin that I used to have for everyone, I've slowly peeled away like an onion and now I feel like I'm bleeding and the juices of the onion is flowing continuously that I am just so scared and so nervous. This version within people may not like because who actually is she from, like I said, from the teen pregnancy to having a relationship with someone twice my age to having an abortion and looking after and raising someone else's kid and doing stuff around the house. You know, the relationship matured me in so many ways, but I was also exposed to so many things that had me grow up real fast. But fundamentally, growing up fast doesn't mean you always grow up right because I learned behaviours that was really and still were really hard to break. I think real changing points for me is realising that there is more of me than I actually give myself credit for. It has been friends, both male and female, and connections through work that have really allowed me to come in touch with who I am. Like, a lot of people are still friends with females that they went secondary school with and primary school and all of that. Um, I'm not so much. And maybe because I just created a facade on who I really was. And then friendships after that, I had a couple. They didn't work out and I just closed down. I just can't do pain or hurt. I'm better now. <laughs> But I just can't do pain or hurt. So that whole vulnerability and being vulnerable in a relationship with someone twice my age, that didn't work out. Um, why didn't it work out? <laughs> right, let me not skip that. Because uh, how did I, how did I go from being in that relationship falling for that person to no longer being with that person and making the decision to not proceed with the relationship well we dated for a while and certain things just didn't seem right I definitely couldn't provide and give all that he desired I made it very clear I didn't want children um I very much also made it clear that I wanted to live a little I remember when I left and was working I made friends with colleagues one who is still a good friend of mine now and 
we started going out. We became really good friends and we started going out. Hanover Grand, boop, boop, on weekdays, weekends, twice as nice, all of that. Coliseum, oh, it was all happening. <laughs> um, So, sorry, I chuckled there because uh, I remember I would, when I was dating him, um, I remember I used to sometimes hide my car because I would lie that I was going out because it would just always cause an argument. But yeah, I I was young and there was parts of my life that I lost because I was with someone older. So it was very much home, family, TV, like very closed off. And because there was such an age difference, we didn't do things that was age related because there was such a difference so you know cinema clubs and all of that we didn't really do that it was all mature it was like a mature relationship so when you're going to work and you're making friends with colleagues that you work with and now you're going out to clubs and you're like Ooh, wow um you st- I started to get a bit more adventurous. So that adventurous side that I had before, I dimmed when I got in that relationship. But it started to come back out again. I started to rediscover myself again. I was making new friends and I was dressing up. I was getting different sort of male attention. And I was just sort of playing around with this person that I was. Who did I want to be? Because... Yes, I'm in a relationship. I don't want to tell people I'm in a relationship with someone twice my age. So again, I made a facade. I was Colleen, but when I was out, you know, I was single. I was living life. I was having fun. Um, I was having safe fun because people could take that word and go anywhere with it. And when I say having fun, I mean going for dinner, having drinks, having a laugh, going to clubs dancing god I love dancing and singing so anywhere I could do that I was doing that and I realized that I no longer was attracted to this guy I just started to feel somewhat trapped but alongside that I think he sort of knew and I think he had I I didn't I don't think I know he had other women on the side And I remember one day I must have been talking to a guy on my phone who I must have given my, I didn't must, I gave my number to at a club. So I was talking to him and then my partner at the time came in the room and he was like, who are you talking to? And then the guy on the phone was like, who are you talking to? And they both said it at the same time. And I came up with a response to respond to both of them at the same time to diffuse whatever was going on in that the backgrounds so I was like I'm talking to you like because it was like what is that like nothing I am talking to you I came up with that sort of response it diffused um but we started to bicker and argue a bit more and then it came to a point was like can't do this he was sleeping around so it was unsafe passed on an std to me um like girls were phoning his phone i had frets and like i even went to someone's yard yep i went to some woman's house to square up to her and she ran away knocked on the door and everything you know because i'm a hothead Um, so my character had now matured, grown and was just out of control. It just wasn't right. My innocence now had gone and I just felt like I'd sort of lost myself even more than I did. So it was like, "Mm -mm, can't do this. Um, we went our separate ways, still stayed ever so close friends but we just grew 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 further apart and knew that this wasn't the direction of travel for either of us I can't give you what you want and you can't give me what I want so respectfully we just gotta do our own thing and I'm not messing with someone that wants to mess with the world and 
have his cake and eat it and think that it's okay. So it worked out. That relationship no longer took place. We went our separate ways. And you know what? I sort of came back to who I thought was Colleen. I was living life, having a good time, you know, partying. Things that you're supposed to do in your teens and your later teens. When I'm like 19, 20. So in that sort of life and going out all the time. I then met my daughter's dad. So, um, yeah, I met him. Before him, I dated somebody else. And those relationships were interesting. Both. Not bad or good or anything, nothing like that. They just allowed an innocence. And they allowed me to be somewhat vulnerable not completely transparent but somewhat vulnerable in a sense where they were much different um in some of it I was able to provide elements that I had learned from being in a mature relationship and then some elements I thought no I'm not going to do that and I set certain boundaries where you could get to me, but you couldn't get to me because I put like a wall and a guard up. So as I said earlier, I was Colleen and you got most probably 80% of me, but 20% you could never get to. It was like onion skin that you was never going to be able to take off. And that 80% felt great. But if we fell out, had an argument, disagreement, we didn't get on that 20% would overrule Colleen's 80% and that person would dominate an argument and a situation to the point that it wasn't attractive. So I think I became unattractive to men in a sense where I don't listen. I just want to do my own thing and I'm not really wifey or girlfriend material. I'm just hard work. And hard work in a sense where... I don't think she's actually even serious about me. I just think she's having a good time. And I seem to have dated men who wanted to be serious. And I did, but I never showed that side of me. And because I didn't show that side of me, men didn't think it existed. Yeah. I think that was a lot for this one. Are you feeling stuck, uncertain, or just a little lost on your journey towards achieving your personal goals? Do you want to unlock your full potential, overcome obstacles, and live your best life? Welcome to the Personal Goals one-to-one session with Colleen Myers, your gateway to transformative change. Each one-to-one session is personalized and confidential. We will identify your goals, create a roadmap, problem solve, offer support and accountability, and celebrate your success. Whether you're looking to advance your career, improve your relationships, boost your confidence, or simply live your best life, I am here to support you every step of the way. Your dreams and goals are within reach. Your success story starts here. Book your one-to-one session today. Contact me via email, social, or on my website, and get ready to turn your dreams into reality. Email hello at colleenmyers.com or visit www.colleenmyers.com. Social handle is my name, Colleen with one L, Myers. Don't miss out on this incredible opportunity to transform your life and embark on a journey of self-discovery, growth and fulfillment. I look forward to hearing from you. You got to know that when I'm doing these podcasts, I'm some of these stories I'm saying out for the very first time. So I have journaled them, but I'm actually talking to you for the very first time. You know, um, where am I now? Thinking about it, looking across the board at from that relationship how my other relationships went I think because of 
everything building up into the different relationships that I've gone into, there has always been a level of disappointment, failure and heartbreak. I never really set any boundaries. I never really was transparent and honest with my feelings. And I think I've realised, looking at where I am now, looking at what I've gone through, looking at the position that I'm in, I very much feel and know that all that I've gone through, all that I've sacrificed, all that I've envisaged, all that I'm still chasing, all that I am still learning, the only reason I've been able to get this far, the only reason I've been able to sit and talk here is because I've been able to take the armour off and been vulnerable and allowed people in. And over the years, I have taken the armour off and then I've put it back on. I've taken it off. I've put it back on. So I give you a little bit. You take advantage. I put it back on. I give a bit more. I put it back on. And then I realise, depending on the character, the personality, the sex, you know, the conversations, the dialogue, this armour seems to be coming on and off, on and off, like I'm changing my baggies. And I think I've realised, and I understand, I think it's a quote, that you cannot grow with armour on. You cannot grow if you've constantly got a layer on top of you. Now, you might be, a flood of thoughts may have come to your head as I've shared what I've shared. And again, I'm not even nowhere close to all of my story. I've literally got you up to... 19, age 19, 20. Now, I still got more to share to just guide you and just inform you um, that we do have similarities. There may be things that our stories may be somewhat different. You may have taken a different route, but... If you've been listening this far, it's because you can relate to some part of my journey. It's like you are healing or you've made a stance to move out of your stuck situation. Like listening this far, something's triggered you to just keep on. If this is the third or the fourth episode that you've listened to, or if this is the first and you've got all the way down here, today's the day you stop being angry about the past. Today's the day you stop holding onto the mistakes. Today's the day where you question yourself on how are you evolving? Now, all of this journey that I have spoken about since I was 12 all the way through to 19 is some of the reasons why I have struggled to be vulnerable in relationships um a bit like an onion you know there's there's another layer there's always a layer and each layer underneath one you'll get skin and then you get armor skin armor skin armor so it's like every time you get to me you rub me the wrong way you take a layer off you get in the wall the armor's coming back up and it's taken a lot of years a lot of reflection a lot of prayer to really own what it is to be vulnerable in a space and place that makes you feel uncomfortable. The first episode I did on vulnerability, which was the episode before this, I just spoke on what vulnerability is. And 
I realized over my years and many, many years, I never allowed myself to be vulnerable. Now you can understand from my journey why I found it so hard and why even some days still now, I still fall back into the, I'm fine, I'm okay. Um, like, I'm thankful, I'm so thankful for my partner now and some key, key people in my life that pull me all the way up and check me. My new partner, he checks me to the point that I feel like I'm looking at myself in the mirror, like, damn, like, can you go a bit easy? Um, but it just allows me to know and see and it's taken so long and I don't want it to take you as long as it's taken me that there are people around you and there are people in your life that you can be vulnerable with and there's more people than you realize and by being vulnerable is allowing you to know yourself in such a way that you know how to bring the best out of yourself in a situation and not be so defensive, not be so critical, not be so negative and just see, actually, yeah, I can be like that and I apologise. Actually, it feels good to be vulnerable in this situation because now I'm seeing someone take care of me. Actually, it's quite a good thing to say I'm not okay because I've got someone here to support me and help me work through whatever it is that I'm going through. And that I'm fine term has been my shield for, I think, my teens, my 20s and my 30s, early 30s, my late 30s and now. I've tried to remove I'm fine completely and I'm being vulnerable with key people that will hold me accountable but will also allow me to continue to flourish with no judgment and will allow me to just be myself. So vulnerability is not always easy to come to terms with. Vulnerability is also one that we question, am I being vulnerable? Do I need to be vulnerable? But more times than often, yes, we do need to be vulnerable. In our homes, with our children, with our parents, even at work with our colleagues to be empathetic, with our partners and with our friends. Because it allows each person in whichever role that they're in to support, encourage, feed into, adapt into the element that you've opened up and allowed to be vulnerable in that space too. It also allows you to reinforce relationships, grow relationships, establish relationships because there's an element of trust that you don't actually say, I trust you, but because you've been vulnerable, someone will come and engage with you with their vulnerability. You know, you're not going to see two people, one outpouring their heart and their soul and the other person like, yeah, okay, all right. Uh, 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 uh. You automatically learn to relate and feed in to say, I understand. I've had my own experience. I can come down to your level or I can take a moment to just think about what you've just said to me. 
or what you've just told me has challenged me. So yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna respond to you in the best way that I can. And that's not me with a thick layer on. That's me being vulnerable so that you know that we are both relatable. Now, I've spoken at you for a bit. Our journeys are never easy and I got a feeling I'm going to stick on vulnerability just maybe for another episode because I feel like there's still some unfinished business because I feel like there's still some more I need to get out and I might actually invite a guest on. But guys, you've listened this far. Thanks. And what I really want you to take from this is just continue to journey with me and embrace your wings. If it's uncomfortable and you're confused, if this podcast even relates to you, be intentional with your self-care and personal development. Be intentional with the person you want to be to allow yourself to get comfortable with your wings, which will then allow you to grow and soar. You didn't get this far just to be like, oh yeah, okay. There's another reason and it may not hit you today, might hit you tomorrow. You might have something that drops in your spirit. You might reflect afterwards or you might go back and listen to the other podcasts again. But I want you to let this podcast be a resource to guide you to be more intentional with your life. Let this act like a learning aid. Complete the handouts. Get in touch. If you're unsure on how this may relate to you and if you've listened to this and there was so much that you're just all over the place. When you go to listen back or when you listen to the next podcast... Or if you just think, I want to listen to this again, before listening, say to yourself, what is my intention? So when I'm putting these podcasts together, and when I'm considering each episode, I try not to rush it. I'm I'm not trying to plan so far ahead. Because I really want to understand what my intention is for each episode. So before you listen... Um, when you see the heading or if you see a clip think to yourself what is my intention what are you thinking now you've listened to this write down what comes to your mind don't ignore just highlight your thoughts your intentions to really embrace and understand where you want to get to And like I said earlier, stop being angry about the past. Stop holding on to mistakes. You want to embrace the person you want to become and live that person now. Not, I need to change this. I need to do that. I need to rewrite everything I need to get rid of that person first. I need to stop friends with that. I need to write a journal. I need to write a book. No, 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 no. Start today. Start today. Whatever it is, however small it is, start today. You can do it. I believe in you. And if I have got through the challenges and you've heard some of them, (laughs) Sister, brother, so can you. You have been listening to the Striving Butterfly podcast with your host, Colleen Myers. Don't forget, give a review and leave your feedback in the comments. If you have any guests that you want to see and think would be really good on the podcast, please share their names and their details in the comments or email me don't be too scared to get in touch i love hearing from people i love learning about stories and journeys and 
we are more similar than you think and know just because someone doesn't know your story or your journey for you to get this far we are connected in more ways than others can imagine you have been listening to the striving butterfly podcast with your host colleen myers Mm -hmm.